with Adrian Asaurus, the coach of Rapanorama for Supercoach Purposes. We're back in the final 20-minute uh, express potty uh, that I've been doing in this uh, rep round, which has been fantastic, the rep round. Let's be honest, the ladies' game, uh, Origin, was sensational. The under-19s was, were good games too. I really enjoyed those. And the internationals were really good, a good watch, particularly that last one, Fiji versus PNG. I really love the, uh, you know, the the, the mojo, the old uh, PNG boys. Um, so look, it was it's been a great week, and it's going to be you know finished off with the lovely uh, thing that is Origin. Um, we I'm looking forward to the game. I think that um, New South Wales have made some good changes, and look, wouldn't it just be perfect? I know you Queenslanders just want to win it in a clean sweep, but it'll be great if New South Wales wins it. I'm a New South Wales fan, but it'll be great if they win it, and then we go to a decide. Decider seasons are always fun, uh, and particularly you go to Lang Park and it's a decider. I might all <laughs> strap on the old New South Wales jersey and brave the game because it'll be absolutely ripping. It's always a bloody hard old wear when you go to the Suncorp, you know, with your New South Wales jersey on. Because you can't, if you win, you cop it, and if you lose, you cop it. Um, and especially if I'm on the drinks and a bit obnoxious, I've had many an unfortunate night going to Suncorp in a New South Wales jersey. Let's put it that way. Um, look, we've done uh, some potties, some little express potties. I've covered my players of the year, my flops of the year. I did my cheapies of the year in the last one, and I'm going to go and finish off the little 20-minute series with my cheapy fails of the year. Cheapies are a hard old thing. They can make or break your season, really. If you And isn't it always the way that if you land, you, you get the right cheapies, you get all of the right cheapies. You just seem to get um, you know, the good ones, all of them. And if you get the wrong ones, you seem to get all the wrong ones. And, and it can really up your season, really. Um, there's a lot of things that makes a good cheapie and there's a lot of things that make a bad cheapie. You know, good ones, they can be ones that started at a low price. They, you know, made money nice and steadily and they got to a peak price which you could move them on you've got ones like tail and may who started off you know really low in price their average is 70s and then they turn themselves into a season long keeper if you want them um you know and you've got ones we covered talakai in the second row started 300k got up to a max of 700k made quick 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 money 400k profit you can move on you've got some that um rumble away slowly but they don't do ae type scores uh, you know, and they, you know, they scored well for you in a buy round. You know, there's lots of things that make for a good one, and there's lots of things that make for a bad one. You can get the ones that, um, you know, they may get a good score originally, and they suck you into bringing them into your team. That's often one that the ones that fail for you. There can be some that, you know, they offered a lot on the surface that they were going to be great in the year, and then they just completely, you know, score terribly. Um, and there's some that even, you know, they score well to start people sell them and then they lure them back in again a second time you know so there's lots of things that make for you know and and money making is really what you want out of a a cheap you want them to make money and you want to move them on so some of them just don't make the money you know there's times where and i get a lot of questions to the socials and people are like oh i should have bring in blah and i'm like why don't you bring in this player who's going to make that twice as much money in one round 
you know, because you're always, you're always gonna you're gonna have to bring in you're gonna go get this cheapy. They're gonna make less. They're gonna make the money, but it's gonna take them longer to make it. And then you're gonna have to move them on. Just go this one week cash grab, and you can move it straight back on anyway with the same amount of trades. So, um, you know, that's the thing. Some of them just don't make enough money for them to be a good cheapy. You've had some this year, like Tupelotto was a great cheapy. Got himself up to 500k. And if you moved him, then you were in great shape. But he, he's starting to lose it now. So that peak was there and now he's just started but in my view that's perfect for a cheapie um so we'll go through my floppers or the old cheapies of the year uh in the hooker position i'm gonna go Corey pakes he was just a little one that lured um people in um he, he started at 205k he was 1.8 percent owned and people were obviously going to back up hooker um, you know, not a cheap one. Some people went Randall, who's just bubbled away. He's one of those ones that just bubbled away and kept making their BE, get himself up to nearly 500k. Well, the same has not been the case for Pakes. Um, when he got to his peak at 295k, he was 6.5% owned, which is still low, but 6.5%, that's that's a reasonable enough amount. Um, and he's, you know, he's at 278K now. So he made 90K in total, which is real slow money. Um, and look, he's still 3.8% owned at 278. And I guess if you went the Randall you know, route, you've got a, a much higher average and you've got yourself 500k to play with if you want to upgrade him. Those people that have got pakes in their second um, hooker spot, you 3.8% people, you've got 278k to play with. He's been an absolute dunce. Um, 30.9 is the average um, for him. We thought that maybe, you know, because Turpin was on the outer, we thought that maybe pakes um, would have a, a better role in the team. He... he has looked good in a couple of games, but, you know, Billy Walters, you know, it's no surprise that he's got the same uh, surname as the coach and he's getting the the better minutes. You, 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 well, let's put it that way. Um, look, the low, uh, the top score for um, Pakes was a 77. That's when the, the ownership went up to that 605, the low three, 13, 15, and 20. You know, that's sort of AE type stuff. Um, and he's been a real dunce, uh, unfortunately, for people this year. Look, it, it was only a little blip. That, and after that 77, he lured people in. And that's the thing with cheapies is sometimes we, and most, a lot of these on the list, we got a good score out of them and we all reacted and brought them in. And then some of them didn't even make it you know, to their third game and stuff. So, you know, it, and, and in the case of Pakes, he was a mirage, unfortunately. Um, look, I'm going to give an honourable mention in there. Um, we're bad at me. Yeah, we're going to head to the Raiders because my honourable mention is going to go to uh, Wolford, son of a gun. He was he was a great player, Wolford, in the olden days for the Raiders. And look, I really like Zach as a player. I think he's a he's got he's got a look to him. I think that's going to really suit. He's more of a conventional type old style hooker, um, which just seems to be working for the Raiders, but it's killed Tom Starling, isn't it? Um, uh, look, Zach Wolford, he's going to get an honourable mention for me. Um, he just hasn't quite got the super coach game. He sucked a few people in as well, much like Pakes. Um, and look, the difference between, oh, I mean, he's made 81K, you know, so he's not really made your big, big money. Um, and he was a people, dra- you know, downgraded and got. Got him, you know, for the round. I think it was the round, the buy round, and it hasn't really worked out for you, unfortunately. He just doesn't have, 
You know, you know, when Randall plays 60 minutes, you'll get a 50 out of him. He just makes bulk tackles, and unfortunately, that's not the case with Wolford. Um, starting price of 175k, so you can understand why people got sucked more, went with him, um, because he was cheap, as, you know, bottom price cheapy, and he started with a 63, so everything started so well for you. Um, he's low three, a 15, a 22, and a 28, so the scoring is not there enough to, you know, pump his money up to actually you want him to be get up to 400 500 at at the right time and now he's kind of you know what is he 257k stuck on your bench in your reserve spot so if you wanted to upgrade him you know you're going to have to pump a fair bit of cash into him or you're going to have to just nuff him out uh it's just you know the score 63 15 30 uh, 50 28 and 22 so there's two a uh, 50 and a 63 are acceptable but everything outside of it um has been not great um you know he's he's up at 6.8% now so he'd really jumped uh, he went into 3.4% after that original score, um, and then everybody's been able to ride it out with those meager scores afterwards. So an honourable mention there to you, Zach Wolf. Not in actual NRL. I think you look like you're a likely customer. I think you work for the Raiders, um, uh, but not in Supercoach, mate. Just a hooker that doesn't seem to have the... The super coach friendly game. Uh, all right, moving on to the front row, we have to mention the the winner has to be Bullymore, doesn't it? Wasn't he an absolute dud? We all got sucked in. I mean, I remember the whisperer. He was saying, "Don't do it, guys. He's he's not for you. He's not going to get there. He may not even last them." And all the stuff about him. Don't get him in. Uh, and I still started with the bum, didn't I? So 280k he started at. It was a good price. There wasn't a lot of real bottom price front rowers that started. I mean, if you started with Max King and Josh King, you're a bloody genius. Um, but some of us started with uh, Bullymore. 280k. It wasn't just some of us. 47% of us started with him. You know what his peak price was? 283k. He made 3k. That's a dud of the year. Um, we, when he was at his peak at uh, 283, he was 47.4% owned. Um, he's at 258k now, so a, a loss of 30k. He's still 21% owned. Uh, the average is 30.4. The top score is 62. Um, that's the thing. If he gets really bulk good minutes, he scores okay. He's a bit meat and potatoes. Um, but the low three, 12, 15, and 20, it's a bit A-ish. And, oh, mate, he played seven... Um, he, he played seven all over the place, you know, minutes-wise. Um, and he, he's, he was dropped... <laughs> and he's made no money. So he gets the award for me. He lured, I mean, if someone lures 47% of us in and, you know, the average is 30 and he's getting, you know, 12s and 15s here, oh, mate, and he dropped left, right, and center. It's not been a good year um, for Bullymore. Um, an honorable mention's got to go to Tepai Maroa. 205K he started at, um, and he's 199K. How do you lose? Money when you start at 205k. Um, look, he was 9.5%, so right on that 10%. I guess people will say, you know, grabbing a second front row. I grabbed Moy Messiah, you know, who was absolutely 
AE killing me until he got injured and he hasn't made his way back into that team, which has been, um, you know, pleasant. Uh, you know, Tepai has not featured in the team um, as well since round eight. So he, I guess he's been okay, um, but it's just that dead spot on your team. And he, he's down to 199K, so he's not really the worst cheapie because he's done, he didn't make any money and he's gone out of your team. The worst ones are the ones... We'll get to one of them later, who it's AE type stuff, and now they're a little benchy 20 minute on the bench, which is the worst that, that can happen. At least with Tepai, he went out and never came back. Um, you know, so anyway, he started at 9.5. When he, he's at 14.7, so maybe people were sort of nuffing out, I guess, and hoping that he comes into the Melbourne team for the, I don't know, the bye. Um, but his average is 19.9, under 20. Top scorer, 29. That's huge. <laughs> and the low three, 12, 14, 16 is AE stuff. But at least he's out of your teams, round eight. Look, I um, I gave an honourable mention to Fafida, uh, Andrew, um, but it's much of the same, you know, as Bullymore type stuff, and he's actually still in the team, getting those scores. Let's let's just stop and have a look at uh, Andrew. I mean, technically, he should be worse than bloody Tepai, Andrew, because he's uh, started the year at two hundred and five k, like Tepai. Uh, he's got to a maximum of 236k or 243k which he's at now um his ownership started at 15.1%. So obviously there was some that went Tepai, who's now not an AE, you know, nightmare or scoring shit on your bench. Um, and people went for feeder. He's down to 9.3% owned now. The average for the year is 27.2, which stinks. Um, he's really only getting 20, 25 minutes. And there's been some low ones in there. 15, 22, 24. He's got a couple of those 24s. So, you know, the money making has only been 30k. Um, so, you know, Pepe, Bullymore, Fafita, all mistakes this year in the front row. If you went Max King, and I'm sure we all ended up pivoted to Max King as soon as we could, or Josh, Josh King, um, you know, so we it wasn't one of those ones. If you started with the the, the Ings, you were f firing, but if you went these other ones, you stunk it up this year in one of your spots in front row. Uh, On to the second row forward. The award goes to Tuolagi for me. Um, 253k he started at. Um, he was 46.4% owned. So he's, you know, we're up there at Bullymore territory. Because he came into that role, we saw that he was starting second row forward. And we saw a little bit of him, you know, that looked like he might have had a bit of super coach ability about him but he looks like he's going to get bloody injured every or he goes down injured every bloody tackle um his peak was 348k and he's 264 now which is a profit of 10k um you know when he was at his peak in at 340k he dropped down to 33 percent and now he's only 16.2 percent the average is 34.2 a top score of 47 we were hoping for maybe a 50 average out of him if he's playing big minutes the low three, 17, 22, and 22. Albeit for Luciano leaving, he would have been an absolute nightmare on your bench for the rest of the year. Luciano's gone, so it looks like he's going to get an uptick in minutes starting in the second row. The unfortunate thing, though, is he still doesn't look like he's score. He, he doesn't look at all like an option. I mean, next year, even if he's 199, people are not going to go him, are they? I mean, he just doesn't have a super coach front. They're much like... um. 
old mate from Canberra. You know, there's just nothing there for Supercoach. You know, he's not going to score tries and he's more of a decoy runner than anything else and it hasn't been a good year. Um, you know, in his 80-minute games, so you, you go, oh, well, if you got 80 minutes, he'd be all right. 47, 31, 35. He stinks, so he's no good. Um, look, another one who's sort of a midi because um, he's into 300s. I'm, I've just, in the second row, there hasn't been a lot of cheapies this year that have been you know, winners or losers, really. Um, Katoa. Um, he was 350k, which is cheap enough that people, we were, we, he, he was one of those ones that had big, big raps on him. You know, this year we were sort of going Nanai, Luki, Katoa was one that was 7% of people went the Katoa route. Everyone was saying he was ripping it up and, you know, trying to the house down. Um, but he, he hasn't really had a great year at all. Uh, unfortunately, that 7% of people, uh, you know, have not had a good year with him. He's got to a peak of 374K, but his ownership had gone up as well. I think, you know, with Brown there as the coach, the minutes were all over the place. One minute he was on the bench, and then he was out of the lineup, and then he's back in again. Um, he's 336K now, so he's made a 20K loss. He's only 2.6% owned, so everybody's done the right thing when they knew it was not a good thing, and they got rid of him. The average is 37.2, which isn't great. Um, the top score of 76, he's low 3, 14, 18, and 20. He was supposed to be on for a big year this year. Um, the minutes were all over the place, and, and one of the worst things that can happen with a cheapie is when you think they're dumped out of the team and you're like, all right, well, he's only worth 300 and I'll hold him on my bench, uh, you know, because he's out of the team. He's played round one, round two, round three, round four. He was out for round five. He's back in for round six. He's out for round seven. Then he's back in for eight, nine, 10, and 11. It's, you know, and he hasn't been seen since. So he's been one of those real frustrating owns this year, uh, if you did own him. You know, and if you're the 2.6, you're probably just like, well, he's not worth enough to do anything right now. You know, um, if I get another 200 in the bank, I could upgrade him. So, you know, uh, he hasn't been a good play for you this year in the second row. Um, into the halfback, look, it's a bit harsh of me to mention Ilias because he's made 130K, which is one of the categories I consider to be make someone a good cheapie. But there's been some things in there, you know, I think obviously we didn't go, man, because he wasn't there to start the year. You had to go someone, you know, a cheapie. So it's we all had to go Ilias, and that's the thing. But he's, he's getting the award for me because he was 63.9% owned, Made it to a max of 334k, which is 134k. Um, but he's down to 307 now. So, you know, that's official figures only 100k, and he's down to 21.7% owned. Technically, he should be a number for you for your round 17s um, because he's averages 33.4. You know, it's not anything great in the buy round. It's going to be 30 points. But what we saw last game with him getting hooked and he finished on a minus one uh, is worrying um to say the least and there's so many great options for your round 17 in the in the half and five eight you know dill dill bags you know hughes so he, he he's not really um you know one of the one of the things i say about a good cheapie is that they make great good money may 
gets up to 600k, you know, unfortunately, Elise and that they real, real slow burn and not enough money to, for what you got him. You're hoping that Elias would get up to 500k, 550, but he hasn't, only 300. Um, so compared to Mam, you know, it's a, it's not great. Uh, the high score for Elias was a 55. The low three was that minus one. Uh, we've had a 17 and a 23 as well. He sucks you in sometimes because it's like a 40 or whatever and you've, you know, uh, you think you can play him and then I, I got sucked into that a little bit before I moved him on. Um, an honourable mention is going to go to Clifford. He's not a cheapie, 405k, but when I had a look at his figures, he had to get a mention. 405 isn't a cheapie. That's a mid-price. Let's just have a look at him anyway, for fun's sake. 2.4% um, of people started with him. 405k, he's gone down to 273k, and he's still 2.8% owned. Well, at his peak owned, he was 11.5% owned. The reason is because he started the year with a 68 and a 71. Then his ownership went up to 11.5. <laughs> and he, he tricked us. Uh, he's one of those ones that gets that mention. He is 400K, but it's exactly what can happen sometimes with someone you take a punt on. People see him get a 68 and a 71. You're like, wow, he could be a real cheap option. Well, 400K, cheap option to have as in your halves and your backup. Uh, and after you got that... Uh, ownership up to 11.5. It went 31, 31, 31, 31. There was four 31s in a row. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, he's he's lost, you know, 130K. Um, and, you know, we brought him in after the two great scores. So he'll get an honourable mention, but he's not quite a cheapie. So, you know, I just thought I'd mention him because he's had one hell of an awful year. He's been out of the team as well, dumped, and then come back in off the bench or whatever. It's just these coaches that are, when their team's not winning, you know, they go a little bit crazy. Um, in the 5'8 position, I'm going to give the award to Will Smith. 205k, 6.3% um, of people started there um, with him. And when he was at his peak price of three, or oh, he's 307k now, he's 10.3% owned. Um, the average is 38. Um, it was the top score of 83 that lured, you know, we lured, he was lured in, but we've got some low ones in there, 15, 18, and 22, not playing at the team anymore. He's not in the team anymore. But it's been one smelly old year because he was one of those ones that's a mirage and he just tricked us in there with a, a good score. And unfortunately, you know, you get up to ownership of 10%. You know, that's a pod, but it's a pod, a bad pod. It's a, you've got a pod player who stinks it up. He hasn't played since round nine, you know, but you've got 300K there to play with, you know. <laughs> if you need, you know, it's not good money to do anything with. Um, an honourable mention is going to go to Billy Walters for me. 296,000, 8.3% of people started with him there at the 296, you know, probably as a backup half or a backup hooker. Um, but he's got to 352K. So it's only a price, what, what has he made? 60K which isn't great, 7% um, owned, and the average is 35.7. It's not, you know, it's not enough. Not enough for a cheapie because you need him to generate cash. You want him to get up to four. Although now that Turpin's out and he's starting, Walters, he started to improve a little bit as the year's gone on. Top score of 67, the low three, 11, 16, and 16. Those are not the scores you need. Um, so, look, I, I would, I, you know, if I owned any of these players on the list, I would be spewing that I didn't get it right. I've owned Bullymore, um, I've owned Tuolaki, uh, and I owned Ilias. So I'm, I'm, I'm on to three of them so far. Um, but I think Billy Walters wasn't the go this year. Um, in the centres, 
It's got to be Schiller for me. 175k bottom price, cheapy, 33% owned. Um, look, when you see, I think it was round one, wasn't it, that he was picked to go in. Um, but he, I warned people and said he's not going to be in after that, is he? But he's had a few more games than we thought. And he's seriously AE-type t- worries. He's now on the last game he was on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> playing 10 minutes. He's been an absolute nightmare. Started at 175k. You know what his peak was? 176k. Made you a thousand bucks. Um, he went down to 21.1% for that. Uh, and then he's still at 20.4%. So, you know, he's obviously perfect world. He's like a TAS where he goes out of your team and he's not an AE. But this bloke is an AE because he's being picked on the bench because Ricky Stewart's a bloody lunatic. You got a massive average of thirteen point eight for Schiller. He's got a top score of twenty nine. The low three are a four, four, and a six. Wow! <laughs> so that's absolute um, nightmare. And the thing about it is, he in the centers is the absolute worst thing to happen this year because he played round one and two. Then he played round twelve to round fourteen, round fifteen. It's no good. He's on the bench. And it's the same thing that happened to Taff. You know, it's the word. If he's out of the team, that's great. But if he's on the bench playing 10, 15 minutes, he's an AE nightmare. And that's exactly what Schiller is. So 20.4% would just prefer him to be gone for good. But he's played round 14 and 15. He's there scoring these AE scores. Um, look, an honorable mention's got to go to Tass. 17, 175k he started at, 6.6. He was one of those ones that um, started very well. Um, you know, he's, he got a, an 84 and a 42. We all brought him in, and then the third game did come, but it was a 24. Uh, we only made, you know, uh, 60k when we were hoping for big, big money. Some of, some of these players look like they're going to make big money. I got sucked into um, Hiku you know, that he was going to make 100K or whatever, and he only made 60K. And that's the case with Tass. He, he, you know, it looked good. 84, 42, and then you bring him in and he scores a 24. At least he's been out of the team since. And if you've held him on your, what's he at now? You know, he's 38.4. So people haven't been able to get rid of him because they're like, well, he's not there giving me AEs like Schiller. Uh, and look, the way the Rabbitohs are going, you know, he's got to be a light chance of coming back into that team at some stage and, Continuing on, you know, I, I got Billy Smith. He didn't go out of the team and then Momorowski stinks. So Billy Smith's back in and he starts up again, you know, to be a cheapie and start making your money. Um, but look, Tass gets an honourable mention. The average is 50, the top score is 84. Then you got a 29, a 42 and an 84. Only played the three games. Um, but he's, you know, it's just one of those ones. He played six, round six, round eight, round nine. We haven't seen him since, so... Maybe the Rabbitohs will just keep on stinking it up enough that he comes back in. Uh, and he will officially won't be a, a shit cheapie then. But at the moment, you know, we only got 60k out of it. Um, in the fullback position, it is not a cheapie because there hasn't been really any low, low. I could have mentioned Taff, but he's made a, a decent amount of money. Um, well, you know, and I. Granville, he's 175k, and that, but the numbers are only 2% there. The Hammer, 418k. So he's a midi. I'm going to give him the award because he's 283k now. He's lost 135k, which is huge. Um, Look, when he was 418, 9.9% took the punt. Um, He's uh, 6.5% owned now. The reason why he gets the award for me in the fullback because he's 
you know, he sucked people into having a go at him, go for him in the start of the year, um, you know, which he's not a base player. He relies on attack, and it's not even the greatest amount. He's not a, you know, a huge try scorer, um, but he's lured us a second time because we got him when he was cheap as chips for the round 13 by. At least he scored okay in that round by, <laughs> round 13 by. So he's not the worst in the world, but he gets the award for me. Um, but he, he lured us back in. Um, round one, he was 9.9%. And then he, everyone got rid of him because of the scores. And in round eight, he was at 3.2%. But in round 15, he lured us back in 6.5%. Um you know, the hop, top score is a 67, which was in that buy. The low three is a 6, a 12, and a 19. He should never have been bought. He should never have been bought to start the year, but I can understand people taking a punt on him. <laughs> you know, if you wanted to take a punt, you're a little bit of a cowboy, but I don't. That second time that we brought him in, you know, I think it was, you know, probably a mistake. Um, Look, there's probably lots of other cheapies in there that haven't been great, but like I said, there's reasons why someone is a good cheapie and there's reasons why someone's a bad cheapie in my point of view. Uh, look, I'll finish off rep round and uh, I'll give you my thoughts, early thoughts on trades for round proper into the next round. Obviously, we're building for the round 17 numbers and the more having a week off is great because it kind of um, lets you sit there and simmer on thoughts that you've got. Uh my main thinking is, how do I get Paps back in, you know, money-wise? I don't think I'm going to move on him straight away, but I want to try to bank some money. Uh, so I'm going to probably move on Kikau, uh, who's done a great job, and I think you could probably can, you know, hold him, um, but you've got to sell someone. So I want to hold Tago with his nice handy jewel, and I'm going to move on Kikau, and I'm going to go to Barney. Um, look, I like Lane as well for that round 17, but I like Barney... If he gets minutes, it is a punt, a little bit of a punt. Hopefully, he's going to get minutes now in that team uh, in the second round. There's a bit of hope there. He's going to get good minutes because if he does get good minutes, he'll score well. And he's a number for the round 17, and I, I get to bank some cash. And I'm also thinking about moving on Cody Walker. Now, I know Cody Walker is a round 17 number, but... I am not loving what I'm seeing from Cody, and he's not going to be a finish of the year. Anyone who's saying, well, I'm just holding Cody till the round 17, and then I'm flicking him straight away. You know, who are you going to flick him to? Probably Dillbags, you know, or uh, in, in the 5'8 position, it's got to be, you want to go Dillbags, don't you? And Munster for the run home. So I'm just going to do Dillbags now, because I think Dillbags could outscore him by 100 points in the bloody bye. You know, I don't think Cody's he scored one ton this year, and the average is very down. So, and Souths are not looking great, and their, their draws not the greatest. So, you know, I'm just thinking now while their price is sort of close to each other, do it now because I'm I'm, I'm sick of owning Cody Walker this year in Supercoach, and I'm I'm shitty about not owning Dillbags, and I prefer if my five eights were Munster and Dillbags. So I'm just going to pull the trigger now. I'll go in. Yes, I'm I'm. Cancelling out, I'm, I'm, I'm essentially sacrificing a, a, a round 17 number because I'm getting rid of a round 17 and bringing in a round 17 rather than getting rid of a non-round 17 and bringing in a round 17. But in your round 17, it's about quality over quantity. Dillbags is high quality. So is Shoes, so is IPAP, so is Matto, so is Pappenhausen. You know, so... You get those ones, and they could outscore these ones that, um, you know, grab. You could have a Cody, 
you know, and a Barney, you know, you can have those ones and a, who was the cheapie from Melbourne Storm and you might get 80 points from those three players or you get, you know, a Dillbags who could score that by himself. So that's my thinking around it is, you know, I'm just so frustrated with Cody, I want to move him on and Dillbags is one of those, he's one of the top targets I, I've been preaching about who I'd want for the buy, so I'm going to get him. Um, so that's it. Two, I'm selling one non-round 17 and one round 17 to bring in two round 17s. But two, you know, I think good round 17s. Barney's not without an, a bit of risk. Uh, but anyway, uh, there's that's the end of the short ones. This one was 30 minutes, but, you know, oh, oh sorry. <laughs> and I'll uh, talk to you guys again when it's season proper back on again. <laughs> This is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. Why she looks so sad in photographs. I absolutely love her when she smiles. How many days in a year? She woke up with hope and she only found tears. I can be so insincere. Making a promise never for real. As long as she stands there waiting. Wearing the holes in the soles of her shoes How many days disappear? When you look in the mirror, how do you do? Your clothes never wear as well the next day And your hair never falls in quite the same way You never seem to run out of things to say This is the story of a girl Who cried a river and drowned the whole world Why she looks so sad in photographs I absolutely love her when she smiles